0: Hello and welcome back to the Grow With Jazz podcast. I'll be bringing you fitness education and practical application. Okay so a really good topic today if I do say so myself but one that I think quite a lot of us can have related to at least at some point in our fitness journeys is feeling like you're working hard in the gym, you're showing up for yourself, maybe eating your protein and all of those kind of things but it just feels like you're not seeing muscle growth you know you just can't see those differences you're not really seeing those changes that can be really bloody frustrating especially as i said when you're putting in the time you feel as though you're putting in the effort you've been consistent but you're just not seeing those changes and there are a large vast number of reasons why that might be happening but i'm going to cover three main ones today that you might not have thought about before so let's start with number one, and number one is you might not be seeing muscle growth because you are not adding enough weight due to being overly focused on feeling the stretch or sensation. So this one, I you cannot blame people for, and it is because naturally, if we are feeling a sensation or a stretch or whatever it might be automatically that makes us think, well, yeah, that must be targeting the muscle. That feels like it's something that could be inducing muscle growth. Another thing, reason why it's confusing is because mind-muscle connection is one part of the puzzle when it comes to lifting and what we should be thinking about and what we should be looking for. So what The real crux of the issue here is that oftentimes people put too much value in feeling a certain stretch or feeling a certain sensation. And if they don't get that same stretch or sensation, they automatically think, okay, well, that's not working. In reality, feeling a stretching feeling or a sensation isn't just caused by putting tension on a muscle, because we know that the main thing for growing muscle is putting putting tension through that muscle and challenging the muscle. But this sensation, we can get that from elongating of the tendons, certain feelings around the joints. So actually, it's not just about the muscles. And so an RDL is a really good example. When we're just doing an RDL with the bar, you might feel like a nice hamstring stretch, you might get a good quote unquote mind muscle connection there. But we know that if it's just the bar and you're not a complete beginner, then that's not going to be putting anywhere near enough tension on the glutes and hamstrings to cause them to grow. But you, you're still getting a nice stretching sensation. Then they might someone might increase the load and go up in load, and actually that stretching sensation isn't quite there, or it feels a bit different. And so they think that's a bad thing. So then therefore they need to drop back down the weight and maybe do something where they do get that feeling like lighter weight, higher reps. And so really oftentimes I'll just see people massively holding themselves back because they're chasing a certain feeling. It's the same thing with like, you know, we've spoken about this before, but the burning feeling you get using booty bands and doing squats with a booty band. Yes, you're going to get that burning feeling, but you're not going to be, doing enough to build muscle versus doing six reps of a really heavy leg press close to failure the burning sensation is different and you're not feeling it targeted you know the glute muscles burning quite as much but it's definitely going to be more of a muscle building stimulus and so recognizing that actually the most important thing first is what is my execution and technique like am i getting my body into the correct positions if you are, so RDL example again, if you are getting nice deep hip flexion, i.e. you're sitting the hips back fully, we've got that nice soft knee bend, and um, we're getting the torso near parallel to the floor, maintaining a nice neutral spine, all of those kind of things. If you're getting in those positions, your glutes will be lengthening and shortening to perform that movement pattern, whether you feel it or not. And so actually what we see, what we generally tend to feel is that as we increase the load that sensation and stretching feeling might not be as prevalent but you're definitely going to be putting more and more tension and more and more of a muscle building stimulus to those muscles but the sensation might be slightly different or not quite the same but if you can review your technique or if your coach can review your technique or whatever it might be and you can see you're getting in those correct positions then the muscles have to be working and doing their job and so you are very likely holding yourself back if you don't wanna increase the load for fear of losing the burning feeling or the stretching feeling or the sensation. We still wanna pay attention to my muscle connection. We still wanna, in some movements in particular, feel certain muscles you know, doing their thing, but it might not be the way you expect it to be it might not feel the exact same as it does in your warm-up sets or the lighter weight the first thing to look at is am i performing the movement really well and if you are then that's the pretty much the green light to go ahead and keep increasing load okay number two reason why you might not be seeing muscle growth is because you have never failed a rep training to failure seems to be getting more popular and more spoken about which I think is brilliant but I think oftentimes maybe people don't quite know what that means and actually training to failure means physically failing a rep it doesn't just mean oh i gave up that rep because it was burning so much or i'm being dramatic for instagram um it means your muscle could no longer perform the action and you were you know no matter how hard you pushed through that rep you couldn't complete the rep we know that to grow muscle optimally, we generally want to be training at around 0-3 RIR. So that means between zero and three reps in reserve, reps in reserve being um, a measure of intensity. If you are at three reps in reserve, when you finish the set, you could have done three more reps until after that you would have physically failed a rep. And now 3 RIR is a really hard set. Two RIR, same thing, two reps left in the tank, one left rep in the tank for one RIR. Zero RIR would be that is the final rep you could have physically done. If you had gone for another rep, you would have failed the rep. Now, we don't, so we don't have to train to actual failure. We don't have to keep physically failing reps to build muscle. But if you have never failed a rep before, then how do you know if that was one RIR or if that was two reps in reserve if you've never gone all the way before and so this is just generally this point generally is just a case of have you and are you pushing yourself hard enough and maybe you think you are but actually you've never been all the way before and you've never taken yourself to you know failing a shoulder press rep and not just giving up on it you know physically pushing as hard as you can and not getting it or a leg press or a leg extension whatever the movement might be In order to be able to gauge better in the next set, okay, I'm going to go to one RIR and I know how hard and how difficult those reps are, even if it's one RIR, those reps will still be really slow, really challenging and, you know, a real grind, but probably need to have been all the way a few times in the past um, or every now and then to know what one rep in reserve feels like or looks like. And the final thing is that you're not patient enough. And this could be taken in the way that, you know, muscle building takes time. You just need to be patient, which is very true. But I think most people know that. The other um, case of impatience that I really often see is people don't spend enough time getting really good at movements and then getting really strong at movements. You know, when you first start a training program or you start a new exercise, and over the first four or five weeks, you're going to see the reps increase quite a lot, you're going to be able to increase the weight, and you may be getting a little bit stronger, you may be building a little bit of muscle, but a lot of those changes are going to be coming from skill acquisition, central nervous system adaptation building the motor patterns it's a it's a skill you're learning how to do something you're getting better at it and you're getting more confident at it all of those weeks are actually you just accumulating and getting towards reps and a weight that is actually challenging enough for muscle building and so if you don't stick with movements for long enough then you're never actually going to be training at an intensity with them When you're really good at them, you know how to use the muscle to perform the movement, and your the load is challenging enough to actually provide a really good muscle building stimulus. And so that is why in my programming, my clients are sticking with the same, if you know maybe a few slight changes, but generally the same. Phase of training program movements for at least eight weeks for those that are more advanced. It might be longer because actually, those are more advanced, we don't need to change things up so much in terms of them getting bored because they're less likely to because they understand what training is like. And actually, we might stick with the same phase of training for nine weeks, ten weeks plus. For me, I've been doing a lot of the same movements for many, many months, and so you've got to recognize that you really getting. Stimulus from a movement, you won't be able to add loads of weight and loads of reps week by week. Actually, when it starts to get hard to add weight and hard to add reps, they're the real times that your training sessions are stimulating muscle growth. Before that, when progression is quite easy and you're just kind of learning the movement, gaining confidence, working up to that point, that's a lot of skill acquisition, you're getting better at the lift, techniques developing, which are all great things. But you need to work past that and then get into the zone where you're able to really push these movements as well. So we've got to have patience with movements. Um and back to the original point, you've got to have patience with that over months and months and maybe years to see that muscle growth. And so buckle in and start kind of enjoying the process because taking a progress picture every single week when you're on a muscle building journey, you're probably not gonna see that many changes week to week. So get really invested in your performance and your progression and learning more and all of the, that side of things. And, you know, the aesthetic changes will come as a side product, but don't get comfortable and keep questioning, okay, what can I be doing better? How can I keep optimizing this? And I think, you know, those people who keep learning and keep pushing themselves and testing their limits, they're, they're the people who see kind of real muscular progression. Okay, hopefully that was helpful. If you need help and support and guidance in your muscle building journey, you know where to look. You can find out about all the information for my one-to-one coaching in the show notes down below. If you've got any requests for topics for future weeks, podcast episodes, I'm more than happy to take on any suggestions. But for now, I hope you have a lovely rest of your Monday and I'll speak to you again next week.